0: You're listening to the Legend Best Podcast for Entrepreneurs. Whether you're just getting started or been in business for many years, we take a deep dive into what it takes to truly become successful. It's time to level up your business and your personal life. Now, please welcome your hosts, Jameson and Courtney Gap. What's up, legends? It's yours truly, the young JG, a.k.a. Jamison Gavin. This is the Legend Vest podcast, ladies and gentlemen. This is where we teach you how to become legends, where we teach you how to invest in yourself so you can leave a legacy, so you can become a legend, so you can become legendary. So, folks, today we're going to talk about mergers and acquisitions, also known as M&A. For my business people, for my folks who went to Harvard Business School. I wish I would could have went to Harvard Business School. That would have been so cool. Unfortunately, I never applied to go to Harvard. I didn't think that I was smart enough to go to the Harvard, but I did go to the University of Central Florida. Shout out. Go Knights. And I had a phenomenal time there. Um, my senior year, I did. But my junior year was kind of crazy. Here's the thing, folks. Mergers and acquisitions are super, super cool. And I find that so many people use the term synonymously. And I'm tired of y'all using this term synonymously. Mergers are not acquisitions. They wouldn't call it M&A, M&A, if they were the same thing. Mergers and acquisitions are similar. They're businesses that are changing. They're businesses that are moving on to different to different statuses, but they're not the same. So if you believe that you are an entrepreneur, if you believe that you are a business owner, if you have a startup and you want to build a business, you need to listen to this episode because I'm going to talk about what M&A's are, what is the difference between mergers and acquisitions and which one you should be aiming for. There's there's only one you should really 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 be aiming for. Only one. And we're going to talk about that. So, mergers and acquisitions. Listen, folks, the merger is a process in which more than one company comes together to work as one. So in a merger, you could have a thousand companies that combine, come together, like a flipping transformer. If, if you know transformers, if you're an 80s baby like me, you know what transformers are. So transformers coming together to make a super transformer And knock out the bad guys and the bad guys are just your competitors so that's what a merger is ladies and gentlemen An acquisition is a process basically where one company takes control of another company there is no merger okay an acquisition typically one company is not happy and the other company is super happy every time that i've done a merger acquisition i've been smiling to the bank i show up at the bank how's it going mr gavin i'm like it's going Very well. So, mergers and acquisitions are totally different, right? There can be good acquisitions and there can be really, really bad acquisitions. Fortunately, I've gone through both of these. And when I've gone through these and I've acquired companies or I've merged with companies, it's been a phenomenal, phenomenal deal. I've always smiled the entire way to the bank and afterwards. Now, when I've acquired Businesses. I've I've acquired failing businesses. I've also acquired businesses where the owner just wanted to be out. Where the business was great, contracts and uh, and operations, and also the assets were there, supplies, stock there, and I acquired the entire organization. And those acquisitions went very well. Now the mergers that I've been in also have gone very well. Typically with the merger, the CEO or the head sales guy or lady, the head operations lady, the head person that is in charge is going to stay on board. Typically a merger is to become a stronger entity where you want to stay on board to see how this turns out, where you want to actually continue to work in this and produce even more at a higher level because now you have extra skills, extra powers, extra operational efficiencies. Uh, able to lower your price point to compete even further, able to go into different markets, uh, able to offer a new offering. That's why you do a merger to actually grow 30 times farther than you ever could have possibly grown alone. An acquisition is at many times, it can be very hostile. So in the cases where I've acquired businesses that were failing, the business owner always felt that that, that their business was just like worth so much more than it was. And so I had to be realistic. Hey, I mean, look, you know, you've been losing, you know, 8% for the past seven years. You, you've been trending downward 8% for the past couple of years, man. You know, I would I, and I always tell them I would love to pay more for your business. I would love to pay if if I'm paying more for your business. That means your business is worth more. I'm not trying to shortchange a guy on on, on an acquisition. I never I want to pay you what your business is worth. Because if I'm paying you more money, that means that I'm going to end up making more money, right? So when you have a hostile person and, and the business is being sold for much less than they believe that it should be sold for, those types, typically I've seen, they actually take a little bit longer than you would think. When the business owner knows, man, I screwed up. I just need to get out of this thing. I'm I'm ready to retire. I'm ready to move on. This is not what I want to do. This is not where I want to, you know, be be spending the time or the rest of the years of my life. Those acquisitions go very quick, extremely quick. They're okay with the numbers. You explain to them why you're pushing this number. They're always going to have what they believe is the value of it. Very rare. Do you agree on terms initially? Very, very rare. But when you do agree on terms and that business owner is motivated they're ready to get out, they're truly tired of it, they've tried before to sell it, couldn't sell it or whatever, and then now you're presented and you can solve their problem, that's when those things go well. And so whenever you look to acquire a business, this is going to be the same for the folks. I guess I want to be delicate in how I say this. This is going to be the same for the folks Screw being delicate. This is gonna be same for the folks who don't really give two flying flips. They just want to buy a company. They don't really want to build the company, they just want to buy something that's already standalone, ready to rock and roll. They just want to turn flip a switch and then start making money. You're gonna be more on the acquisition side. Whenever you're looking to purchase a company or acquire or whatever, and you're just looking for that side of it, flip a switch and go. The key thing that you must understand many businesses that are for sale today, especially with the online platforms right you can go to bizbysale.com you can go to transworld.com you can go there's many places that sell businesses you could probably go to craigslist.com okay you must understand that in these type of entities many times the business owner understands something that you don't understand whenever i've done an acquisition i've only done acquisitions in business businesses that i understand completely Where this business owner is not pulling the fast one over me because I understand what it is to be in their shoes. I understand what they're doing wrong. I understand why they have not succeeded. Not only do I understand it, but I have the solution to the problem. So when I acquire it, I know that I made money. It's very similar to real estate, ladies and gentlemen. You have to understand When you do the deal, when the dotted line is signed that, man, I made money on this deal. If you don't feel that way, that this is going to appreciate, just like in real estate, if you don't feel that you made money on the deal, you're in the wrong deal. If you think, okay, I purchased this company. Now I got to work. I got to work my butt off to make it successful. That's not a great deal. You have to know from the moment you make the deal that this is a winner. It's either a winner or a loser. There's no ties in business. You're either winning or you're losing. So, in acquisitions, you gotta understand that. Now, in mergers, everybody's coming together to be a stronger entity. Typically, in mergers, a new business name is given. Right? So you you can either make your last, both of your last names, the business, like Barrett Jackson, two last names, and you can actually put that together. I was actually head up to Bear Jackson. I wanted to buy uh, a 1969 Camaro. And unfortunately, this is my first time going to Bear Jackson. I was not prepared. And my application, I submitted my application on Thursday. The event started on Thursday. Application didn't get approved until Friday. Had the cash money in my pockets in hand. Application still didn't get approved until Friday. But Barrett Jackson is super super cool. If you've never been to Barrett Jackson and you love you love cars just like me or um, auto memorabilia, definitely recommend that you go. But Barrett Jackson two last names together—that is what a merger would be. You typically don't merge a company and keep it under your same business name. It's a merger. You're combining together. So why would the business still be the same? With the acquisition, the acquire company comes under the name of the acquiring company. So. In, in the example that I gave, when I've acquired businesses, my business stayed the same. Their businesses got dissolved and we moved on. Now, in acquisitions, the acquiring company is always larger than the acquired company. If you're purchasing them, you're giving them a check. They deposit that check. Bank is closed. They business is closed. It's yours. You have all of their assets. Depending on how you structure your deal, you may have all their liabilities. You may assume all of their debt. You may assume their loans. So you have to really be careful in acquisitions and be very, very diligent on making sure you get the terms that you want. So I hope you understand what mergers and acquisitions are. Um, you know, like I said, you want to be. Typically on one side of this, you don't want to be on the side that's being acquired from an acquisition because your business is failing. If your business is successful and you just want to get out, this is your goal. You build businesses, then you sell them and you're like, I don't want to stay on board. Then that's fine. Then that's the side you want to be on. But you do not want to be on the side that is selling your assets, that is selling your product, that's selling your contracts, all the hard work you've done because your business is failing. That is the place where you do not want to be. And that's not becoming a legend. So remember folks, mergers are not acquisitions. And there is only one side of this coin you want to be sitting on. I hope you learned a little bit of something today. Do not use the term mergers synonymously with acquisitions. And the one thing I want to leave you with today, I'm always going to drop something at the end of the episode for everybody who's listening to the end is this. I teach people, those who I mentor right now, I'm mentoring about seven people. The most people I've ever mentored at one time. I typically only like to mentor about three or four people because it does take time. Everyone wants to meet with you. Everyone wants to, you know, get advice and that's natural. And I have many mentors. I have about 10 mentors Uh, who I try to listen to, and their time is very, very valuable. Some of them are Fortune 100 companies. Um, I mean, it's just truly phenomenal. I remember one of the mentors, uh, the wealthiest mentor whom I know is a CEO of of a Fortune 100 company, and his time is very, very valuable. And so typically, I have to change my schedule just to get on his schedule, or actually have to go out and spend time with him when he's on vacation, and we'll go out Uh, He has a a vacation property up in the North Georgia mountains. We'll go out there and we'll shoot guns and things like that. And it's just truly, truly fun on his property. But, um, you know, one of the things here that I teach my mentees is this whenever you build a business, you must build that business from day one to sell it. And so typically they ask me, well, how do I build a business from day one? to sell it. And they say day one, as in the day that I'm writing it down on a piece of paper, you know, where I'm writing it on the back of my hand, or, you know, I'm writing it on a dollar bill. And I say, well, it needs to be a hundred dollar bill, right? If you're going to, if you're going to have some cash on you, you might as well have a hundred. And so funny, you know, I kept a, uh, I kept a million dollar check in my wallet when we first started our business together. And, um, I kept that in my wallet for man, almost like two or three years. And the, the check was like, because obviously, you know, you, you're, you know, it gets wet and you're just out in elements and just things happen you're sitting on your wallet every flipping day. And the check, you know, is like matted around the sides and stuff like that. And three years in, you know, we're doing a million dollars already over a million dollars. And then I'm looking at this check and I'm like, man, why didn't I put like a hundred million dollars? <laughs> you know, it's just kind of funny, but um you know, when you're building your business, how do you make sure that you're building it from day one to be able to sell it? There's only one way, and that's to think about the end at the beginning. It can be very difficult to do that. Some people just think about winning the lottery. And they're thinking about the end, right? They're thinking that it's just going to happen easily. It does not happen easily. There will be a process. There will be ups and downs. I'm working on a flipping massive contract right now, massive massive. When I'm talking about massive, I'm talking about flipping massive. I'm talking about almost a billion dollar massive contract that I'm working on. And from day one, I knew that this was going to be a long process. This is going to be years in the making. This is going to be ups and downs side to side. This is going to be a lot of moves played. And we're now about to, to reach the end point of this. And when you're building that business, you have to look at the end. Focus, focus. Don't worry about things that are not necessary to be worried about. So, when I speak to my mentees, I tell them when you're focused on building this business from day one, you cannot build it just for the money. If you're building this to say, hey, I want to become a multimillionaire, you're not going to make it. Very few people I know who say that their number one goal is just to make money in whatever business they're doing they don't make it. Unfortunately, those who have a higher purpose or a higher calling have a reason why they're doing it because they're happy. They feel like they actually contribute. They know that they have a better service. That's why they're doing it. For me, it's always for the people. It's been for the people. It's been to provide high paying jobs. I've always paid higher than individuals can make somewhere else. It's for the families to know that I'm making a difference. That's why I wake up. That's why I have employees. You have to find out what that why is. Build it to be sold from the beginning. Processes must be flawless. Being a disruptor in whatever industry you are has to be calculated. Sales must be stellar. If you ain't bringing in seven-figure deals, what you doing? Focus on those things, folks. Build that business. Wrap a nice red bow on top of that puppy. Just like when, you know, on the commercials, when guys, you know, in the commercials around Christmas time, I think it's like the Lexus December to remember or something like that. And they wrap a little bow on top of the car. And then they present it like to their wife or something like that, right? That's how you want to wrap your business. Present it like that. So when Mr. Billionaire calls... He already knows what's the deal. He's ready to cut the check and make you wealthy. So I hope you enjoyed the episode, legends. Make sure you like and subscribe and thank you for listening.